Welcome to that big HVAC show. I'm your big HVAC host, Dwayne Anderson. But first, a word from our sponsor. Aloha. It's bikini season. Bikini Blonde Light Roast is one of the family of blends from Ohana Estate Coffee. Ohana means family, and this is a family business. Why don't you join the family for a cup of coffee at Sentara Market or at ohanacoffeeco.com. That's Ohana, O-H-A-N-A, coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E, co, C-O, dot com. With every sip, you can taste the Hawaiian Islands. It's like your own personal little getaway every morning. And the bikini always fits. Oh, now that's good coffee. My guest today has 27 years in the HVAC industry. During that time, the roles he's played as branch manager, sales manager, strategic account manager, and today he is the account manager for Aqua Air. He's also recently won a fishing trip. Guy Chauvet, welcome to that big HVAC show. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you very much. So tell us about the fishing trip. Well, it, it was a grand prize at the uh, this year's Boma Gala that was held online, of course. Uh, it was a fishing trip for two up to uh, Lesser Slave Lake, so I'm excited about it. That'll be a great time. Thanks for joining us today. There's been a lot of talk about indoor air quality since March 2020. Before we get into all of that, let's start with the basics. What is the purpose of air filtration? Well, I guess the, the purpose of air filtration basically is to protect people, places, uh, processes, and equipment. Uh, gives us a healthier, safe work environment. Uh, it uh, saves your equipment downstream from the filters, you know, your fans, your motors, uh, less breakdowns. Um, and did you know, Dwayne, that if you just have a 0 0.024 inches of scale on a coil, that can reduce their heat transfer by 27%. So that's wow. huge energy cost savings. Yes. <laughs> um, I believe even the Department of Energy um, in the U.S. has stated by uh, there's a potential of energy savings of 10 to 15% just by replacing dirt, you know, filters when they're dirty. I just mean, you know, dirty filters are doing their job, but when they get dirty, they need to be changed. Right. Agreed. It prevents premature failure of mechanical equipment as well as keeping the air clean. As studies show, uh, we spend Canadians spend ninety percent of their time indoors. Right. Um, so it's very critical from a, like you said, from a health perspective and an energy perspective. So filters being that important, how often should you change those filters? Well, that's a, that's a good question, Dwayne. Um, first of all, first of all. No building is the same. You even have the same building. You might have to change one filter on one side of the building every two weeks. You might have to change one filter on the other side of the building once a year. So um, it, it depends a lot on the environment. So you have to rely on your gauges, 
Uh, sometimes you go on a timeline or even visual inspections. But saying that, if you can use one that lasts longer, then you're going to save labor money and you don't have to change out contaminated filters as often. You don't have to enter the space. So, you know, safety of the maintenance team is, is, is important. You're right. Every facility is different. What they do in the facility, what goes on around the facility, all those things need to be taken into consideration. Right. So, you know, I've talked to, you know, some people who aren't in the industry and they just go to a Home Depot and buy their filters. And they, I hear this statement, a filter is a filter. They're all the same. Is that true? Well, no. Um, basically, filters are rated now on a MERV rating. And, and, and what a MERV is, it, it stands for Minimum Efficiency Reporting Value. So what we basically do is we, we measure the particles in versus the particles out. So we, the, they introduced uh, particles on three different size ranges to a filter and then recorded the capture percentage of each filter in the three sizes. So based on those results, then you get, they get assigned a numerical MERV rating to that filter from one to 16. A MERV one rating on a filter is not very efficient probably stop baseballs and pigeons. And then a MERV 16 is going to be a very, very efficient filter. It's capturing, you know, the very smallest of small particles. So the higher the MERV rating, the more efficient the filter. So the MERV 16, that's a HEPA filter? That's going to be like your HEPA filters, you bet. Right. So again, in the last year, because things have changed with COVID, um, you know, I would work on maintenance proposals where you know customers would require maybe a MERV 8. And now we're getting a lot of requests for a MERV 13. Right. Uh, can you kind of explain the difference between those two? Well, a MERV, MERV 13 is, is a more efficient filter than a MERV 8. A MERV 8 is, is usually like your, your usually your pleated filter. Um, it's a good filter, but the virus is small enough now that you need to go to a more efficient filter. So at a MERV 13, MERV 14 level of filter, that's where we're seeing the capture of the particle size that we need to get to. There's more and more evidence these days telling us that COVID-19 can be transmitted in the airstream. So if you increase your filter efficiency or your MERV rating, uh, you can help prevent some of the transmission of the virus so it's very important. Um, the more contaminants that you can stop, the safer it'll be for people to uh, return to work. No, that makes sense. However, when you increase the MERV rating, uh, uh, let's say to a 13 or, or greater, what do people need to keep in mind about their mechanical systems? Very good. Uh, what you have to watch out for is, is the pressure drop. As, as your MERV rating increases, usually your pressure drop or your resistance on a filter increases. So some HVAC filters are, are sorry, systems are already running at about, you know, running out at 100%. So as you increase your filtration, as I said, you typically increase the pressure drop on your system. So now your HVAC system now needs to work harder to push the same amount of air through. So you need to make sure that your fan or your motor, or your system can handle the added work level. So it's best uh, when upgrading the, to find the filter, uh, basically that gives you the best and least average pressure drop over the life cycle. So pressure drop, very, very important. So if someone's going to upgrade a filter or make a radical change to upgrading a filter, is that something you can help them with? Or is that where they should bring, bring an engineer in to see if their mechanical equipment can 
handle it? Or what do they do at this point? You know, both. You know, if they know, if the building operator, whoever knows that their system's only running 50%, they're probably not going to have much of an issue uh, increasing the pressure drop. If you go from, let's say, a, um, a MERV 8 to a MERV 9, there's probably not going to be an issue. But if you're trying to go from a MERV 8 to a MERV 15, you, you might have an issue. So depending on the system, engineering might have to be involved, yes. Okay. It's just something for our listeners to be aware of that you just can't pull out an eight and throw in a, a 13 or, or greater. There may be some other things they need to consider. You bet. Nope. True. Uh, again, I mentioned, you know, people in their, they relate when you talk about filtration to their own houses, but when we get into commercial buildings, there are some air handling units that they have a pre-filter and then they have a secondary filter. Right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the purpose of the pre-filter and then what the secondary filter does? Yeah. So the purpose of the pre-filter, that's like your very first line of defense. That's the one that's usually less expensive than the final filter. The pre-filter um, grabs the, the larger, the more coarse contaminant. Um, it protects it protects the more expensive final filters. Uh, if the system only has one stage of filtration, just a pre-filter, then it's, you know, it's protecting the heating coil, the, the, the cooling coil, fan, etc., so you want those pieces of equipment to function properly. So you have to take the dirt out. So pre-filters stop the contaminants um, from reaching equipment or even the occupants in the, in the space. And the purpose of the final filter? The final filter is, is more your um, filter that catches the finer particles. Um, whatever gets through the pre-filter is gonna get captured by the, the, the final filters. It's usually a bag filter or a 12 inch deep box filter or V-bank filter now, um, where the pre-filter is give or take a MERV 8, typically. Uh, the final filter is usually gonna be a MERV 13, 14, or a 15. So they're gonna catch a lot more of the finer particles, kind of polish it up before the air hits the equipment or into the occupied spaces. And usually have to change those, maybe a pre-filter, let's say, Every six months, a final filter, maybe every two to three years. Right. I recall back when I was a building operator many, many years ago, that's what we did with the, the final filters. I got changed about every 18 months. We were just being proactive. Right. Yep. Yeah. So summertime's coming. We're going to shift gears here a little bit. Uh, maybe it's not so bad in Alberta, but in BC, we have our annual forest fires. <laughs> right. Um. So is there any type of filtration that can assist with keeping the smell of smoke out of a building? To, to capture odors and, and smells, gases, you need some sort of chemical filtration. Uh, so usually if it's a forest fire or something like that, we're probably going to tell you to use a carbon filter. A carbon is, is a substance that's kind of a catch-all. Um, it absorbs, the, the carbon molecules absorb the odors and the smells. So as long as they get to the filter, that will help get rid of some of the smell. But if the smell or the odors are coming in through open windows or doors, I think you're still going to have an issue. But right. carbon filters, I believe, is what you're going to need. On this topic of smells, I know I've seen, have you seen this, where there is a fresh air intake next to a loading dock or a parking lot? Well, well first of all, I want to say that uh, I've seen that also. Um, very bad engineering design because if you're going to have your intake right over your your garbage 
collection area, uh, not very smart. So you're going to need some sort of chemical filtration, whether it's carbon. There is a lot of other chemical um, uh, medias that absorb different types of odors and gases. So it depends on what type of, of smell you're getting. Um, they're specialized for different odors, but carbon kind of would be the best, like I said earlier, kind of the big catch-all one. But you'll need some sort of chemical filtration, either that or, you, or uh, you might have to move your intake, which could be a little costly. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it might be just simpler to find people a different place to park. But... Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, but stop by Adeline. Um, so if you had one piece of advice for a property manager, a director of operations, or a building owner, when it comes to filtration, what would it be? Well, I would, I would say filtration costs are a very small percentage of the operating budget. And with that, the correct choice of filters would probably save you money. So find the one probably that's going to have the lowest average pressure drop over the lifespan of the filter. It might start the lowest, but then quickly increase might not be the best bet. So over, I guess over the long run, the total cost of ownership is what they should be looking at, not just the initial price of the filters. Right. That total cost of ownership is always imperative to consider. Right. What else can you tell us about Aqua Air? Well, Aqua Air, um, company in Edmonton, we have three branches. Uh, there's one in Edmonton, there's one in Calgary, and one in Vancouver. Uh, they also do the equipment and some of the HVAC pieces, fans and louvers, et cetera, that you need. Well, I appreciate you taking time of your day today to join us on that big HVAC show. And if people need to find you, where would, where do they find Guy Chauvet these days? Well, I'm, I'm with Aqua Air Systems in Edmonton. And I guess my number would be 780-203-9238. And as I said before, we also have branches in Calgary and Vancouver. All right. Well, again, thanks for joining us today. And I really appreciate your time. Dwayne, my pleasure. Thanks. If there's anything else I can uh, offer or help anyone with, just give me a call. All right. I appreciate that, Guy. Take care. S super. You too. Thanks, Dwayne. If you have any questions about this topic, please send an email to thatbighvacshow at gmail.com. You can connect with the show on social media too. Search at That Big HVAC Show on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. Please keep in mind that this is your podcast. If there's anything in that big HVAC world that you want to learn more about, please let me know. I look forward to your input. Until next month, dream big, work smart, and be safe.